Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to every last one of you. And welcome to Key Powerments. I'm Dr. K, and these are key moments to empower your life with Christ. Go ahead and tag, share, and invite your friends. And while you're doing that, let's see those keys and those hearts. Those keys and those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there is nothing that anyone can do about it. Um, let's see here. We'll just change that for one minute. There we go. Just like that. And cut it a day. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning to my husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is. Good morning to you. Good morning to my key team. I thank you for all that you do here at Key Powerment. I am so grateful for you. Oh, snap. This is the last Friday of the year. <gasps> the last Friday of the year. Okay. This is interesting. I didn't notice that, you know, because I'm the last Friday of the, you know, of the Gentile calendar, the Gregorian year of um, 2023. Sometimes I just don't know, y'all. I just, I just be going on ahead. You know, God got to help me in the way he got my mind set up. My, my brain, my brain, <laughs> my brain, it just works a little bit differently in the way I see things. Just, just a little bit differently, y'all. Keep me in prayer. Because I just be gone. I just be, you know, and it's so funny because, um, you know, I really, I don't know how the Lord, you, you got to be me and around people to understand. You got to be me around me and, and around me to really understand that how my life works. It's, <laughs> I promise y'all, it is just, I don't know how God has my brain set up. Anywho, anywho. Our international family is chiming in, and I'm excited. Oh, snap. I can say, you know, I'll see you guys next year, which would just be Monday. This thing just trips me out. <laughs> anyway, our international family is chiming in. As we say, the name Jesus, all of them down the timeline. It's at his need. It's at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that our Lord, he is God. And, uh, you know, there's nothing that anyone can do about it as we go into a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this wonderful morning. We give you all glory, honor, and praise because it certainly belongs to you. None of it belongs to us. And we bless your holy name. And we thank you for being who you are in our life. We thank you. Holy Spirit of God, lead. Holy Spirit of God, guide. Holy Spirit of God, begin to impart and speak today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So I want to go to Mark, the sixth chapter. Mark, the sixth chapter. And I'm going to be reading verses 1 all the way down to, let's see, Holy Spirit of God. All right, verse 6. And I'm going to be reading it from the King James Version of the Bible. Um, and then I'm going to reference from the Amplified um, when it comes down to certain things. So I'm reading two versions of, I'm going to be 
coming from, basically, I'm just going to be teaching, Lord, I don't know how the Lord is going to move today. Anyway, it's going to be from two versions of the Bible, the Amplified and then the um, KJV. Um, KJV reads as thus, And he went out from thence, and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they were all offended at him. But Jesus said unto him, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could not, and he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around the villages teaching. You know, some of the, the challenges that we have in life as believers, and I want to say believers, is that um, we, we, we are around a lot of people. We cohabitate with people you know, family and friends, and sometimes that can be a challenge. Um, and the reason why I say it can be a challenge is because you grow up around people and they get to see your flaws. Um, and you hang around people and they get to know who you are, especially if you have um, been around them a long time. You know, when I was in the world, I, I hung out around a lot of different kind of people, a lot of different kinds of people. Um, some people that I hung around were extremely influential in me uh, walking down the paths that I had walked down, which honestly were pretty destructive, um, but they were extremely influential in it because um, what they thought of me mattered it just did. It's just the bottom line. It, it mattered. And um, I value the opinions of others. And that's just the type of person that I was. Wasn't quite necessarily a people pleaser. Never really been a people pleaser. Um, but I did value the opinions of those that I hung around during those times. And regardless of what type of influence they had on my life, still the decisions that I made for my life were basically mine. And they were, they were privy to them. Uh, you know, my family uh, got a chance to see the type of decisions that I made. Uh, the, the people that I hung out with had a chance to see the type of decisions that I made. And in doing that um, and walking in the decisions that I made, it kind of formed my identity in the sight, in the eyes of people around me. Um, it formed my identity. 
around those who saw me grow up, those who saw me when I was on drugs, those who saw me when I um, was locked up, those who saw me when I was fighting and smoking and all the things that I don't do now. <laughs> all the things that I don't do now. And um, I, the hardest part about all of that was, you know, I was comfortable in who I was at that time. Because in my mind, I thought I was just being Kenya. This is just who I am. This is just who I am. And I'm going to live my life. And I really honestly um, began to embrace those uh decisions that I had made for my life. And they absolutely did allow me to form the character that I had. I mean, some of the things that people saw about me and they said about me, I mean, I'm just being honest. It was true, you know, because it shaped the identity of who I was at that time. But then I I, I met Jesus and Jesus began uh, to change me. And as I begin to develop his mind through the word of God and the sanctification uh, and sanctifying myself wholly uh, before the Lord and allowing him to not isolate, but separate me from the things that had shaped my identity in the, in the, in the eyes of those who saw all of my flaws and saw me grow up. As I begin to allow the Lord to shape my new identity in, in him, um, I even myself be, was like scratching my head. Like, is this real? I'm just being honest because sometimes you can be so consumed in who you are, you forget who you're becoming. And in doing that, um, the spirit of the Lord God had to give me a lot of reality checks in order for me to maintain who he's called me to be. You know, Jesus, when he was born, he was born in a manger. And, um, you know, he grew up. And as we all do, he, he was born as a human child, um, but he began to grow up. And and no doubt in the life of Jesus, because, you know, he, he was man, he was a flesh, but he was yet all God and all flesh. The fleshly part of him and the human nature of any person who's alive have to go through a process to grow which means that Jesus, which is not recorded in scripture, and this is why you have to be able to allow the spirit of God to give you a revelation on who Jesus is and was. You know, Jesus himself grew up around a lot of people. Remember now, he and his, his dad and his mom, they traveled a lot. I mean, he was the firstborn, but after he was born, of course, he had other siblings you read about it in, in Mark, the sixth chapter. He had he had other siblings. He had uh, brothers. He had sisters. And, and and then watch this. He he had to grow teeth. He had to learn how to walk. Um, he probably caught a cold like most of us um, because his immune system had to adapt. He had to grow. You know, he probably um, fell down as he was learning how to walk. And, and no doubt his speech was not, uh, was, it wasn't as a grown man at a baby. It just, it just couldn't be because he had to go through the natural process of life to grow up. It's just, he went to school, no doubt he went to school. And, and, and guess what? Um, the Bible says that Jesus was not comely, which means that he was not attractive. 
which means that he had some bullies in school. I'm, I'm sure because I have not read anywhere um, in the scripture where Jesus began to um, tap into his divine power at a young age. So he had to go through the process of growing up. And in him going through the process of growing up, it shaped his character and people knew him by who he was because they saw him in his flaws. I know we don't like to talk like this and we, Jesus is perfect and he is perfect, but he also was human. So, um, you know, they saw him go through certain things that normal kids go through it. Uh, you know, even though he wasn't quite normal, I mean, because at 12, 12 years old, he was in the temple teaching. So he was very peculiar, but nonetheless, he was still a child. Nonetheless, he was still a teenager. Nonetheless, he was still a young adult. Nonetheless, he had to go through the stages to grow up as we all have. This is why, you know, God allowed him to be this way, you know, so that he could relate to us. And in doing so, and in doing so, and in doing so, his village and the people around him begin to see him the way he was. Now, I love Jesus because Jesus is the kind of God that will shift your whole entire life and then take you through the process uh, to help you believe where he shifted you into. And so now what has happened is Jesus's identity begin to be formed uh, through the eyes and understanding of who he was in the lives of those that he grew up around. It's like you and I, it's, I mean, he was no different. I'm just being honest. He was, he was Jesus, 100% God, 100% man. So, 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 so his identity was already classified. He, his identity, his identity was already classified and he was already categorized um, as one of them. They, you know, uh, they became familiar with him because he grew up primarily just like them. You know, they didn't know who he was behind closed doors. All they saw was who they could identify with and what they saw outside of the four walls. Although Mary, his mother knew who she, he was because there's no way that you can ask your son to turn the water into wine without him having the ability to display the kind of power that would enable her to ask, that, ask her son to do that. So there were some things that were going on behind the scene that the people in the village were not privy to. When it comes to Jesus's identity and his character, they only knew what they knew of him outside of the four walls. And in doing so, who he was was stuck in their mind. It was a memory that they had compartmentalized in their spirit and in their mind. And this is how they identified Tyreka. This is how they identified Parisha. This is how they identified Stephanie. And this is how they identified Alfreda. Now, Jesus, what happened was uh, he went away. Let's, 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 let's speed it up. He went away. He went away. He had to go through a series of becoming who he was. He had to go through a series and a process of becoming, just like Jesus had to go through a process to become, you and I had to go through and have to go through 
a process to become. Because who you are is not all that there is to you. It is what it is. Who you are today will not be who you will be tomorrow. And you will not be that person the day after tomorrow. There is an ever-evolving creature that God is causing to become manifested in the earthly realm as you submit to him. So Jesus then, he goes about doing his father's business. Now look at the timeline of when Jesus went back into a place where people were familiar with him because they saw his process. You know, because when people, uh, they see your natural process and not your spiritual process, they have a lack of understanding of who you are now and who you will become. Jesus then, he goes through a series. Even in his mother's womb, he was going through a process because there's a whole, the whole thing that he went through with by the revelation of the Holy Spirit of God. So what has happened is he meets his cousin, John the Baptist. He goes and he gets baptized. After he gets baptized, he goes and he gains a following. He goes and he gains a following. And after he goes and gains a following, what he does is he begins to do this awesome teaching, right? He, he, he gets baptized. He goes through the wilderness. After he goes through the wilderness, he goes through temptation. After he goes through temptation, all he succeeds in all of this stuff. He passes all this, all his tests, right? Then he then, uh, God then allows him to run into uh, those that need to follow him. So now he's gained a following. Watch this. Then he begins to perform miracles. So his miracle prior to him going back to the village where people knew him was, if you read in Mark chapter 5, he raised a damsel from her sleep, as we like to call the dead. He does all of these works, and then he goes into a place where people saw him grow up. He goes into a place, Alicia, where people saw you smoking weed. <laughs> you go into a place where people saw you as an adulteress. You, you go into a place where people saw all of your flaws. You go back to that place. But you're not going back the same person that you were. Watch this. And he goes back into his village. And, and, and what happens is he begins to teach in the synagogue. Watch this. With all of these proven works, he began to teach with a new sound. He began to teach in a new way. Now what has happened is those who thought they knew him begin to prejudge him because now they're seeing him how they used to see him. Now their understanding of who he is now has still been his still been immobilized by who he was. So now he shifted and they haven't shifted. And this is why you cannot get upset with people who will remind you of your past because what has happened is you shifted, but they didn't shift. And now what has happened is because now you want them to understand who you are now, you get upset because now they don't understand, but they can't understand because their 
they're stuck. And you can't get mad with people who are stuck with who you were because they have not, they can't embrace who you are. You can't do that. Because what happens is when you do that, you open up the door for distractions in your spirit. And now you become focused on trying to prove who you are instead of allowing them to stay where they are. And you continue moving to where God desires for you to become. And so when you decide in your spirit that you are going to be upset because people don't know who you are and you're trying to prove that you're not the same person, what has happened is you yourself have not shifted with what God is doing in your life because now you're arguing with your past and you're trying to prove something to your past that your past can't understand because you're no longer there. And the reason why your past doesn't understand is because you and your past are not on the same level anymore. You all are not in the same atmosphere. You speak another language, another dialect, another sound, but yet your spirit is in the now, but your flesh is in the past. And so now you try to explain to people who knew you after your flesh and not after the spirit that God has processed you through and in. You're trying to talk to the flesh and you can't do that. You're talking to someone and trying to talk to someone who does not understand who you are now. Watch this. By the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Because I got to point this out to you. Uh, because if, if I don't, then this is going to go right over your head. Watch what the Bible says now. Watch this. Watch this. This is what they said. Who is this man? So now what has happened is, is they're looking at Jesus. And instead of them calling him by who they know he is and who they saw as they grew up with him, they now have called him this man. They have now become offended because now he's doing something that they're not used to seeing him do. You are a new creature in Jesus Christ. So now what has happened is they have now begin to insult his intelligence. They begin to insult his character and identity because now they are not called him by his name, which is Jesus, who they were calling before he became who he is in their presence, a person that they don't know. So now they can't identify who Jesus is. They see him, but they can't identify who he is because what has happened is now their offense became the reason for the insult. Hear me. And if you don't understand this, I, I'm, I'm trying to break it down the way God is allowing me to break this thing down. Watch this. So now they say, who is this man with all of these things? You know how they do. Well, who does Kenya think that she is? <laughs> She's a preacher now. <laughs> she was a same-sex loving type of woman uh, yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday. Y'all gonna be all right in just a minute. That's how quick God can shift your spirit. Uh, yeah, she was a, a, a she was a crack cocaine on yesterday. I was. I ain't gonna lie. She was just locked up. Yeah, she was just locked up. I was that too. I was that. She was a. I was all of what you said. I was. 
and all of my flaws and all. I was all of that, but I'm not that person anymore. And because I'm not that person anymore, you have to understand that people will become offended because now you've allowed God to do in your life what they won't allow God to do in their life. And they become offended at your faithfulness and your perseverance to go through a baptism, to go through the process in your wilderness and still come out and then overcome temptation for God to use you for his glory and for God to establish you. Who do you think you are? This, you're not the same person that I that I knew you. You 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 just you you just not the same person that I knew. Watch this. Who is this man? And, and these things that he do. Who who who's giving him? Who 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 gave him this authority uh, to speak this way? This man they called him. This man, not Jesus, not not this man. Watch this. Then they say, is this not? Watch this. The carpenters. This is not the carpenter, the son of Mary. So they begin to identify him by who he was. And they begin to continue to become immobilized in their vision and sight. And the only way they know him is by how they have identified him. And they say, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon and are not his sisters here with us and they were offended at him they were offended at him because they identified him but could not identify him they identified him by his past but could not identify him with his now watch this you have to understand by the leading of the holy spirit of god joseph that even joseph himself he had to go through a process and when his brothers saw him he was unidentifiable to them because your process begins to process the old man out of you it begins to process the old countenance of those who thought they knew you off of you. Your countenance begins to change and some they can't identify you. And people who thought they knew you don't know you. And this person that you have become now, it is a person who is uh, anointed by God to do what others can't do. It's all right. That's your peculiarity. Watch it. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Watch this. Among his own kin and in his house. In other words, they are not going to receive you. Stop trying to try to show somebody who doesn't have a mindset to understand who you are, who you are. They are are not and don't have the ability to understand your language. They are still stuck. And because they are still stuck, don't waste your time arguing with your past because there is nothing you can prove to your past because that's why it's in your past. That's why they are your past because the identity of who you were back then is not the identity of who you are right now. You can't do it. Stop causing yourself to become stuck 
arguing and hanging out with people who don't understand you. They don't understand your ministry. They don't understand what God is doing in your life. They don't understand how you're speaking. They don't understand how you're dressing. They don't even understand your zeal. They don't understand you. There is a mistaken identity and it's not on your part. It's on their part. Not on your part because you know who you are. That's why you are where you are because you understood and understood that God is processing you and he's taking you somewhere where they can't go. And so he has now separated you, not isolated you. He has now separated you. And the impact of them misidentifying you will cause the separation because what has happened is Jesus went back to perform miracles. He went back into a place where he was familiar with. Y'all gonna hear me in a minute. You cannot stay in a familiar place. There will be a divine separation to cause you to move from a place where you think people are supposed to understand you. They can't. The things of the spirit are spiritually discerned. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And Jesus said, a prophet is without honor, but in his own country and among his own kind and his own house. Watch it. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around the villages and he began to teach. Watch this by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You have to understand that when people mistake your identity for who you were and not who you are. It's because they have not tapped into a revelation of the spirit of God in you. They have not yet decreased in their flesh. They are still stuck in their past. And you have to understand that because they don't believe in who you are, they forfeit the miracle that God sent you back to do in their life. People need to understand and you need to understand that God has anointed you for such a time as this. And people will miss their miracle because they don't believe that you are who God said that you are. People will miss their miracle because now they're still judging you by your past. People will miss their miracle. People will miss their miracle because now they can't receive the moment of your breakthrough. People will miss their miracle. They don't understand that, that their deliverance is in your mouth but because they don't believe and because they're still stuck on the past and because they're still stuck on what you used to do and how you used to do it and where you used to do him, what you look like him. They're still stuck on all of that. They're still stuck on your flesh. Good God. They're still stuck and they don't have a revelation of who you are in God. They now miss the moment of their breakthrough and God said in the word of God as inspired, written by holy men of God that Jesus could not do many miracles there. Good God from glory there. And that's another topic within itself because the Bible says in different translations that he could not even do a mighty work but he laid hands on a few sick. Watch this. And you have to understand the reason why he had to lay hands on the sick in the village is because it was an outward manifestation of their spirit. Their spirit was sick. There was an inner infirmity in their spirit that caused a disease in their sight, their belief. And God says, I've got to heal the sick in your environment because now your spirit is sick because anybody who does not believe in Jesus Christ, there is a spiritual infirmity that's stopping them from seeing and embracing who God is. And so God says, I can't do mighty works, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay my hands 
and I'm going to touch you. Good God. The hand is the fivefold ministry. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. I've got to now lay my hands on just a few who will receive all of who I am in this village. I cannot perform many miracles. I can only do a little bit because now there is a spiritual infirmity in the village and now the infirmity of the past has caused the disease of their present. And you must understand that you knew that Jesus but you don't know this Jesus. So now you have mistaken my identity for who you thought you knew. You knew that Jesus, you don't know this Jesus. Get to know this Jesus because he's not like that Jesus. Because the Jesus that you knew did not do what I did before I got where I am. And so now you must understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God that there are going to be mistaken identities concerning who you are becoming in Christ. But it's okay. There are going to be a little bit of people and a handful of people that God is going to allow you to minister to. You must understand with your spiritual understanding that who you are in Jesus Christ is greater than who you were in the past. Now, if those want to dwell on the past, that's their business. The Bible says that what had happened was is that he marveled because of their unbelief. I can't believe that you can't see that I don't smoke weed anymore. I can't believe that you can't see, that I don't like the same sex anymore. I can't believe that you, I'm just, I'm in disbelief, that now you can't believe. See, my progress offended you. My speech offended you. Watch this by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. What the amplified version of the Bible says, it says here that he was not able to do not even one work of power over there, except he laid hands on a few sick people. Watch this now, what the Bible says, the Bible began to say that a prophet is without honor in, except for in his own country, his relatives, and among his people. Why? Because now they are offended now that you're operating in this authority, and their offense will stop them from believing you. Their offense and the power of offense and the spirit of offense will bring Block a person's eyes from seeing who God has called you to be. It will block their hearing and they will have a spiritual deafness in their spiritual ear gate and they won't even hear you. There will be a spiritual blindness and they won't even see you. They don't even have the ability and the capacity to believe because the spirit of offense have blinded them and have caused them not to see who you are. Lord have mercy. The spiritual blindness and the spiritual things of the, the things in the spirit are, are spiritually deserved and now what has happened is the offense that they are operating in the audacity of you coming back into who we know you were you were not that person and now you're trying to tell us that we need to be what what happened to you you think you all of that because now you got some followers you think you all of that because now we heard about what you did over there in the village and you raised up that damn so yeah, the word got back to us. But who do you think you are? And so now they are offended because God has allowed him, himself to be transformed. God had Jesus had allowed himself to go through the process. Don't be mad that people are judging you based upon who they knew. You are not that person anymore. You cannot prove the anointing. The anointing proves itself. You have to understand.
understand that God in you is transitioning you and birthing you out in a new season of your life. You are not that person anymore and there will be a mistaken identity. Mm -hmm. The mistaken identity of who you are is who Jesus had to go through. He had to go through the same thing you had to go through with. Everything that 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 you're going through now, you you cannot prove who you are. You you cannot. You cannot prove who you are because people don't have the mindset. It is a mistaken identity. And when they must see, if they would have believed that Jesus was who he was at that moment, they would have received a breakthrough. But he had to he had to leave the place where he thought he would be embraced. Lord have mercy. He had to leave the place where he thought he would be embraced in order to be embraced. He had to leave the place where he thought he would be embraced just to be embraced. He had to, I'm going to say that one more time, for the people who are discouraged because people have mistaken your identity. He had to leave the place where he thought he would be embraced just to go back to be embraced because there had to be a, a process of their belief. God had to allow them now. He had to allow their unbelief to be processed out of them in order to go back and get them. Lord Jesus, who you were is not who they know. But because they don't believe, and there was a mistaken identity. See, they did not shift with the shift. They they didn't get the fact that who are these people following Jesus? Their curiosity didn't even stir up. Their zeal to want to know who Jesus was didn't even stir up. What do you mean? This is the this is the cop and the son. Well, why is he doing all of this? Their spirit, the spirit of jealousy, began to rise up in them. The spirit of jealousy. They were. A offended at the works of Jesus. They're offended at you now because now God has called you. They're offended. They're offended that God is using you. They're offended now that God has called you. Who does she think she is? She wasn't married last year. They're now offended now because you're married. And they're jealous. And, and now they're offended because now God has blowed on. He blew on your business. And now your business is successful. Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? Yeah, yeah they think they all of that. No, you think I'm all of that because I never said I was all of that. But if you see through your eyes that I'm all of that, then glory be to God. They become offended at who you are. And their offense has caused them not to receive who you are. And who you are has the ability to bless them. But because they are offended in who you are, they cannot receive who you are. There is a mistaken identity of who you are, but it's okay because you have allowed the Lord to process you to become who you are and who you will be in the future. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I need for someone to say, it's okay. <laughs> I'd rather you mistake my identity and watch God work through me. <laughs> I, it's okay. It's okay. Because I love God. Because God is the kind of God that they will watch who you are now. And God will cause you to go back into their presence a different person 
which will cause them to watch the process and you progress through your maturity. He, he, God, will, God will send you to a place and they'll be so astonished that you are not doing what you used to do that it will cause them to watch you and God will cause them to believe that he is God in you. See, it all works together for the good because you love him and are called according to his purpose. Nothing in your life happens by chance. Your steps have been ordered by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Embrace who you are. Just because they won't receive you, you've already been received. <laughs> Just because they won't hear you, you've already been heard. You've already been heard by God. That's why your countenance has changed. You've been heard by the greatest ears ever. You've been embraced by the greatest hands ever. The understanding of who you are is understood by the God that you serve. God himself processed out of you who others thought they knew. And they can no longer hold you to your past. They can no longer keep you bound. They have to now get to know you all over again. And if they choose not to do so, then they will miss a great impact that God has sent you in their life to release. They will miss it because they became offended at who you are now. <laughs> hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area develop strength. It develops strength. I want for some of you to type down here as I'm wrapping up for the last Friday of the new year. I want some of you in the Holy Ghost is whispering this in my ear. I embrace me. Go ahead. I want you to, I want you to type that down. And as you're typing that down, I embrace me. As you're typing that, I want you to say it in the atmosphere because this is what the Holy Spirit of God is whispering in my spirit. See, because you've been baptized. You've gone through the wilderness. You've been tempted and you've overcome. You have allowed the Lord to increase your territory. You have gained the favor of God. Lord, have mercy on my soul today. You've gained the favor of God and you've gained the favor of man. God has allowed it to be done so. He has done this in your life. He has worked a miracle in your life and he has brought you through a process which validates who you are now. The mistaken identity has nothing to do with you except for you submit it. The only way you gained a mistaken identity is because of your obedience. And because you obeyed God to go through the process to become who you are that they can't identify, you now have a mistaken identity. But it's okay because greatness can only recognize greatness. <laughs> See, greatness has a language. Greater has a greater language. Greater understands in a greater realm. And so now you are not on the same level anymore. And so now don't be discouraged because now there is a mistaken identity. Keep doing the work. Keep doing the work and keep allowing God to process you. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency 
in any area develops strength. You are consistent in understanding that your mistaken identity has been ordained by God to separate you from the people who thought they knew you. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, to separate you from the people who thought they knew you because they have to watch you from afar. Because once you're too close in their environment, who you are becomes blurred to them. So now God's got to put you to a distance so that their vision and understanding of you can clear up. I love God for what he's done and what he's doing in your life. I, it's so prophetic. It's just so, 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 so prophetic. The great ophthalmologist. He, he's the, great, the greatest ophthalmologist that I've ever met and understood in my whole entire life. Distance brings clarity. I love God for that. <laughs> Listen, if you're sowing today, we sow the seed of 21. And you've been here all year. And some of you have been here for months. But this is the last Friday of the year. And you're saying, I'm sowing my seed for the last day and the last Friday of this year. It's actually the, the last day of this year. I'm planting a seed and I'm going to name my seed because I know my need. I need for you to embrace who God has called you to be. I need you by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, if you desire to follow me as I follow Christ. You're going to name your seed. Now, this is only if you if you desire it. it, it it's totally up to you. It's totally up to you. You can name whatever it is the Holy Spirit of God is telling you to name your seed. Because you know your need. But I'm naming mine. I've changed. Yeah, I've changed. I've changed. Who I was is not who you knew. I don't care. Let me explain something to you. By the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Every day you are evolving into who God has called you to become. Every single day. Every single day. Why? Because every single millisecond of your life has shifted you into a place of now. And God is the kind of God that works supernatural. He's a supernatural God, which he's a divine God, which means that there is a supernatural work manifesting in you daily. Every single second and every single millisecond of your life, the supernatural workings of the Holy Spirit of God are being made manifest in your life. So now you are changing I've changed. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I don't care if you do know me as a woman of God from yesterday. Whoever I was yesterday is not who I am today. I'm greater today than I was yesterday. And there is a change that God is doing in your life. That even those who walked with you even on last week will not walk with you in two weeks. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Why? Because now... God has shifted you into a new realm. And who you are is what they cannot receive and who they cannot receive. And it's okay because God is elevating you and he's taking you in realms where only you and he can understand. And then he'll connect you with people who will understand who you are and they won't mistake your identity for who you were. <laughs> you are sowing your seed Today, you have changed as you are tagging, you're sharing, and you are inviting your.
your friends to this live audio broadcast. You're sowing your seed, whatever seed the Spirit of God begins to cause you to name your seed. I'm going to tell you something by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. When you begin to become who God has called you to become, your sight begins to change. Everything about you, about you begins to change. Your environment begins to change. Your understanding begins to change. Because if Jesus went back to the village, it, it, when Jesus went back to the village, his understanding of his village where he grew up changed. The understanding of how he saw his family change. Why did he go back if he didn't care about their souls? Why did he go back? <laughs> Lord Jesus on my soul today. Why did he go back? He went back. He went back to a place where he thought. See, there was a, there was a compassion about Jesus. And he said, I got to go back to get those that I grew up around. I got to go back and get them because I don't want their souls to be lost. There was a compassion about Jesus. There was a love that he had for people. And, and, and because that love compelled him to go back, they couldn't even understand the love that he was exuding. They, they didn't even understand the sound of the new love. They didn't even understand it. <laughs> I love God for that. I want to thank you for your seed that you are sowing today. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. And thank you, Toya, for your seed. And Jamal, thank you so much for your seed that you are sowing today. The Lord bless you and keep you as you cross over into this Gregorian New Year and this Gentile New Year. We thank God because we are all one. There is no separation, but we are all one and have been adopted into the faith. But we thank God for what he's doing in your life as you begin to move in who you are in God without fail. Listen, guys, I want to say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Remember now, as you cross over into the new year, you're crossing over into a new territory of your life. You're crossing over into a new territory of your life. And you're not crossing over the same person that you were. 1159.59, there will be a disruptive transformation in your life. God will disrupt everything you thought you knew so that you can gain everything of who you are in him. There will and there shall be change because God is a God of 1159.59. Remember that. Happy New Year and I'll see you guys in 2024. God bless you and I love you and I want you to receive a blessed day because you cannot have what you do not receive. Happy New Year to you.